Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy New Year from the Big K Morning Show. I'm Larry Richard. Marty Griffin off one more day back with me tomorrow. In the meantime, from our news department, Susie Cool is here, a native Pittsburgher from the West Allegheny area, right? Yes, hello, hello. And uh, we have Leslie Bonsey. She is the guru of mm-hmm. all things good when it can, comes to what you put into your body. She's on our Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Leslie, how you been? Good morning. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. And you know what, Larry? I could smell those cheeses. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nothing gets by this nose, these eyes. These oh, my ears. goodness. I'm so busted. And, and believe me, I'm shamed for it frequently. So, Leslie, no. do you know how much creamer I used this morning then? Because that's also unhealthy. You know what? And see, this is this is the thing. Is like We don't want to start off the year with guilt because, I mean, honestly, when you think about what you put in your coffee, I mean, do you want to use skim milk? That might not appeal to you. Do you want to use oat milk? That might not appeal to you. So, you know, we want to pick the battles appropriately, right? Because otherwise, life is miserable. We need to eat every day. We need to find things that we enjoy. It- yeah, and, and I'm sure, Leslie, when, A, people know you, and you go back, you work with the Steelers, big athletes, fine lines between winning and losing, everything matters, to just working with all of us. When people find out what you do, what do they want to know the first thing? <laughs> they all feel guilty a little bit when they meet you. You know, maybe maybe for five seconds, it's, oh, let's hide that, and then, hey, what do you eat? You know, because you know, the reality is that we all have to find a way to, like, reach across the aisles and sit at the table together. I mean, that's it. We've got to feed our need. That means our need for our body. And so many people right now, it's like, okay, this is the time of the year. I won't do this. I won't do this. I won't do this. And what happens by tomorrow evening? Damn, I miss those foods. Let's bring them back because we're too restrictive. You know, I don't like the word resolution because that means it didn't work the first time. You have to re-it. So instead of that, you know, let's not go down that path. And let's really think about what what am I wanting to commit to, not willing to commit to. What am I wanting to commit to for myself this year? Kind of that kind of a focus. So, and maybe you narrowed it down to this, but what is the simplest way, if you are looking to make a resolution or just make a new almost boundary for yourself when it comes to food or nutrition, what is maybe the simplest tactic to have people stay on track? I think I think the most important thing, although people don't like to do it, is to actually monitor in some way, shape, or form. So whether you're going to 
type something into an app, which some people do, whether you're going to write it down, which some people do, or whether you're going to take pictures of what you're eating and what you're drinking. So that's a visual reminder. Then at least that's your starting point, right? That, that's your blank slate. That at least lets you know what's going on every day instead of just like blind, I'll close my eyes, I'll just point to something and I'll just change something at my dinner meal. No, is really think about the day and think about where maybe there are some issues or some things you want it. Like maybe the number of cheeses is okay. Maybe I'm actually going to use a little cup and put them in the cup so I know what I'm eating instead of I just grabbed. Or maybe I'm going to think about the amount of creamer that I'm putting in my coffee. That doesn't mean not using it. It means, okay, that's the right color. That's enough. It sounds so ridiculous, but those are the things that take hold, and those are the things you can continue to do. We're with active eating advice expert Leslie Bonsi. And, Leslie, I think it's so age-old about losing weight and commitments and diets, and we've heard about now Ozempic and these other now Mm -hmm. medical things that people are doing, particularly who are challenged with weight when they're on the bubble with diabetes. What do you make of all this stuff right now? Well, I mean, the reality is that that oftentimes the reason for losing weight is to help to control a medical condition. Some people are doing it for vanity, but primarily it is to help to optimize health above and beyond what the scale says. But even if people are opting for Ozempic, Manjaro, Wagovi, any of those, it's not just about the meds. It's also about the lifestyle changes because the med is just the crutch, you know, that, or the icing, so to speak. It's the, the food and the movement that is the cake. And that's the thing that's really critically important is that investment that we make in ourselves. So what's our ROI? What's my return on investment for what I'm doing? Oh, I might live longer. I might feel better. I might be healthier. Any of those types of things. And even when it comes to the losing weight, it's not that. It is about optimizing body composition. This is muscle preservation and muscle retention. That is the primary goal, and it's body fat change in a downwards direction, which means the number on the scale may not change dramatically, but health goes up significantly. You talk about primary goals. So at this time of the year, particularly, like even, you know, maybe before the holidays, how many people really come to you saying whenever 2024 hits or whenever the calendar year changes, I want to be healthier? How how do you help them? Right. And so, you know, again, it's we can't do over. We can't do over what we did yesterday. So right now is we might look at a couple different things is thinking about fluid intake. Could that be a little bit better? Mm-hmm. When you think about activity, could I lift more instead of just being on the treadmill for hours on end? Maybe somebody's goal is to eat more plants. Is you know We talk about plant-based. Well, that means you actually have to eat the plant. Can I sneak <laughs> some canned tomatoes into something? Something easy so it's not like, oh, my God, I went to the grocery store. I bought you know, a cart full of vegetables, and then they rotted in my refrigerator. Good intention, <laughs> but we don't follow through. So, you know, don't make them so grandiose. Honest to God, these little simple things really can be helpful. Yes, I mastered that. Okay, what's next? That's the way we rope ourselves in. That's the way we keep ourselves motivated. It's funny you mentioned uh, loving plants because I looked up the best New Year's resolutions and 13 was learn to love vegetables. Love your vegetables. (laughs) And Leslie, one of the things that I always talk about is portion control, which is obvious if if you can eat, if you were just eating what you eat anyway, if you just eat less of it over time, that's going to work. But the one huge tip is don't 
take all your calories by drinking them and whatever. I see yeah. people go yep. where you have free refills and they keep refilling sugar drinks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the thing about when you when you drink your calories, it doesn't make you feel as full over a longer period of time because there's no chew. Right. We're not doing any of that. And so, yes, being mindful of what it is that we are drinking of the size is maybe I'm opting for a cup instead of a vat. OK, maybe I'm opting for a plate instead of a platter. Maybe I'm opting for a fork instead of a spear. All of those types of things. Maybe I'm using a spoon instead of a ladle. It, you know, little changes, or maybe I am not heaping my plate or my bowl. I'm putting a little bit less, one third less, not leaving one half on the plate because nobody's going to do that. But if you, we eat what's in front of us. So if we have more, we eat more. If we have a little bit less, you know, cereal is a big example of that. How many people measure their cereal before they put it in the bowl? Nobody does that. We just pour into the five quart bowl. Well, my players do that. But, you know, I do think that a little bit of attention to detail, look at the label, look at the serving size. That's a big eye opener just to see what it is and be aware. Active eating advice expert, Leslie Bonsi. Good to catch up with you. Safe travels. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Hey, Leslie. thanks so much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year on our Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Coming up, We'll check in with uh, Kathy Berggren on the commute. It should be lighter because a lot of schools are still off. A lot of people take this extra day off, too, I think, Susie. Yeah. You know, it's just a mental I, day. I was going like to say. Plus one kind of. Yeah, and then you got a three-day like week. Look yeah, what like, Marty did. Like that Marty guy. Just Come on, sleeping. Marty. No, he's up. He's, yeah, he's, no, on a, he's on a treadmill right now. He's up, listening, texting. Watching some uh, Netflix series, <laughs> streaming. Uh, yeah, we're also going to talk to our own Shelby Cassessi about what are the true possibilities for your Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs coming up on the Big K Morning Show. It depends on what happens this week, to be quite honest with you, man. We're more of a day-by-day, week-by-week outfit at this point. Um, hypotheticals and speculation is, is fruitless for us. Uh, we got so many tangible challenges and so much tangible work to do. We're just not wasting a lot of time speculating and things of that nature. Steelers head coach, when asked about making the playoffs, playoffs, Larry Richard with Susie Cool, who is in for Marty Griffin. Marty, back with me tomorrow. And Shelby Cassessi from our news team. Also, both of you very sports-minded ladies. <laughs> yes, we are. Hey, I want to ask you an, a, a non-sports question first, because you're young women in this county. The significance of the first woman to run this county. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sarah Inamorata will be inaugurated today. Does that have an impact for you? Have you thought about that? You Women are taking over. Well, I just know how um, sometimes intimidating it can be to, you know, take those steps as a woman. Um you know, oftentimes people, you know, especially in, in the sports world, you know, when I think about it in that regard, there's a fine line between, you know, making a mistake because you're human and yeah. the audience seeing it as making a mistake because you're a woman in sports. And and you have to get past that because that's just the way it is. But when I see a woman like Sarah taking a position that a woman hasn't held before, of, of course, that's, you know, an awesome thing to see. She's worked really hard for it and, um, you know, really has grown in the political realm uh, in our area over the last handful of years. So it's always great to see 
women stepping up, taking those positions of power and really being she's so confident and just seeing her confidence really exude through the entire process, which is not easy. It never is. Even in just the videos you're seeing today, photos you're seeing today, she just looks genuinely so happy. But I think what's more impressive than her being a woman than anything, and we talked about this off the air, was she's 37 years old. Right. And it's a $3 billion plus budget to run this county. I I couldn't imagine. I think it's hard. It's also hard to get younger people into politics because it's it's cutthroat. It's difficult. I mean, and younger people are trying to do a much better job of protecting their protecting their mental health and inner peace and getting into politics is definitely a difficult way of doing that. Is it beneficial then for women? But then you got to think of the younger generations like I'll be blunt. You know, I'm not I'm not somebody who really pays attention to that stuff. But seeing someone 37 years old in that position, that's going to open my eyes. Well, when you become a homeowner, Mm -hmm. when you have Mm -hmm. children, when you as you get older, the impact of what she does or the person in Mm -hmm. that role, like Rich Fitzgerald for the past 12 years, can have a very direct effect in many ways on your life. But while, while you're young and doing other things, it's not as... A direct. Yes. So I get that, but Sarah's 37 years old and she's got a huge task ahead of her. She, what was it, do you think, resonated with people that got her so many votes in the beginning to get her? I mean, she blew by everybody mm-hmm. in the primary and then it got a lot closer with Joe Rocky in the end, but she ends up prevailing. What do you think was it that resonated with Sarah? You know, I mean, hard to tell sometimes with the the makeup of the county, you know, different issues will resonate here. Um, but when it came to the primary, she was different. I mean, I, I think, as you know, as Susie said, we are we are dialed into the county executive race because we know the players. We know the importance of that role. But until I got into news yeah. a handful of years ago, I wasn't aware that there was a county executive running alley. And I, I've never been a um county allegheny county resident per se um voting but when i got news six years ago that's when i oh who's rich fitzgerald oh he does this and i really learned over the course of that time what a county executive is so the average voter might not really be all that dialed in to okay the nuances of the issues so when you look at maybe that primary ballot and you see oh sarah namorado she's different than the other candidates she's more memorable in that sense that could have been what pushed her over the edge. And then, you know, Allegheny County is just by and large a Democratic county. And Joe Rocky made a really good push. But I think that's just what ultimately put her over the edge is just the composition of Allegheny County. Yeah. And like most of the country, it seems to be split almost down the middle. Mm-hmm. So there's a half what, the it, residents are holding their breath. I was going to say it was 51 percent or something. Right, right. Yeah. Like- so we'll see. But uh, Sarah Anna Murata will be inaugurated today. That said, wanted to ask you about the possibilities of the Steelers making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So they did what they had to do on Sunday, which was a tall task. One on the road in Seattle, first time in 40 years. Yeah. Playing. Hard to do. Really great football right now. Yes, they are. Wow. But they got to go to Baltimore. How many of the regulars will be playing for Baltimore since they cinched up everything? We don't know yet. We will probably in the next day or two. Mm -hmm. But from a practical standpoint, what has to happen for the Steelers to get in the playoffs? So they actually have quite a few routes. And I actually, if you just Google Steelers playoff odds, you get about <laughs> 80 different numbers as Steve, 11%, 50%, 20%. So that's not, that's a little bit difficult to pinpoint, but they have a 
five scenarios that can get them in. And the simplest thing to do is to win in Baltimore. They still need some help after that, but your life becomes a little bit easier if you just win in Baltimore. And then if they do that, they can get in with either a Buffalo loss and they play Miami. Um, So that's going to be a good game. A Jacksonville loss or tie to Tennessee or a win. And then if you have Indianapolis and Houston tie, which is obviously a bit more of a long shot. But I mean, just a couple of years ago, what was the Chargers and was it the Raiders that they were playing? The the Steelers needed them to not tie and they almost did. So um, you never really know in the NFL. But if the Steelers end up losing on Saturday, they actually end up, I mean, they're not eliminated if they lose. They can still um, get in with an Indianapolis-Houston no tie, a Jacksonville loss, and a Denver win. So quite a few routes, but it becomes easier and much more of a a vast, you know, range of options if they just win in Baltimore. It seems like every year, though, it comes down to the last game of the year to find out it whether does. they're in or out. Yes, that's extremely true. I mean, it's a, a statement to the competitive nature of the NFL. Any any year, any team can pop up. And a statement to, you know, maybe just some of the struggles that the Steelers have had in recent years, kind of locking things down when they can. For example, this year, you know, three straight losses to teams that they should have beat. You know, you play the what-if game with those three. If you yeah. win two of those three, or even one. you're one yeah. of the top teams in the league. Yeah. It's that close. Or even one, we're not. Right. We're probably not talking about, you know, it's maybe just would be a win and in situation and not a win and get some help. So it's going to be interesting. I am going to be really curious to see how who, who how many people the Ravens play. Right. I, I never expected, I expected the Ravens to be in the mix with everyone else, but I did not expect what they've done over the last couple of weeks has been. Best record in the NFL. Yeah. All right, here we go. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Shelby Cassessi. Susie Cool. And we've got, speaking of cool, Kathy Berggren. This is the Big K Morning Show. Happy New Year. Welcome, Larry Richard. Marty Griffin off today. He'll be back with us tomorrow. In from our news team, Susie Cool, the newest member of the family. Hello. And good holding, morning, how everybody. How are you holding up? I'm doing well. I'm actually an early riser because I always get up and work out in the morning. So this is actually just taking So place. you're good good to yeah, go. I'm well, good to go. We've been talking about a lot of things that are already going on this week if you're looking ahead. And one of those is the Pittsburgh RV Show. And joining us on our Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline, Randy Giancola, who is the producer. We've talked with Randy many times over the years. Randy, good morning. I'm sure you're in full gear-up mode for the weekend, right? Good morning, Larry. And I was up early this morning and worked out as well. We're going to get some RVs moved into the convention center today. You mean you worked out before you went to the convention center? Oh, yeah. I worked out before I went to the convention center. You guys are killing me. I, you work out this early? Oh, yeah. On a normal day, I'm I'm up at 4.30 oh. or 5.30 working out 5 or 6. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Randy, Larry. what about you? Uh, 6.30 is the norm for me. And what what do you guys do? I just do a lot of cardio. <laughs> I do some Orange Theory, some weightlifting, you know. Feel the power of the full burn. <laughs> All right, now we're ready to embrace the day. So you're going to be moving in a bunch of RVs. The convention center Saturday, by the way, starts a uh, two-weekend run. you got January 6th through the 14th. And this is uh, what I call fantasy weekend for people that love to RV. There's going to be a lot there to see, Larry. Uh, we'll have something for every type of tow vehicle, 
and we'll have something for every type of budget to get you out to the great American outdoors. And whenever people come to this RV show, say you're a newbie like I would be if I showed up, you know, what can they expect other than the RVs? Like what what else might they be able to get out of this? Well, you can learn about the RV lifestyle because we'll have industry experts there, factory reps, uh, salespeople from the local dealerships. But if you just want to get outdoors, uh, we're going to have e-bikes, we're going to have scooters, we're going to have golf carts. Uh, we'll have some boats there. Uh, we have more RVs out in that carpeted pre-function area overlooking the river than we have in our 50-plus year history. There are so many different types of RVs that are popping up, the teardrops. Uh, they're made for, you can get off, off-road uh, solar panels, Wi-Fi extenders. Uh, there's something for everybody at this show. And, and if you're a newbie, you come talk to the industry experts. They will teach you uh, and find out what the best match is for you. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, <laughs> the technologies and yeah. the advancements that have come over the last few years uh, have really pushed it into a new stratosphere. And over COVID and everything, people wanted to get out. So some people started RVing just in the last few years, right? Right. Yeah, they, they really have. And, uh, you know, like anything, you, you buy that first one and, and you think you know what you want and you're you're really not sure, so you, you make the leap. You enjoy the lifestyle. Now they're coming back to, to trade up to find out. They're finding out the things that they really want. Uh, some of these floor plans are so unique. They have multi-purpose rooms. So whether you're a hobbyist and you want a needlepoint or you need a desk to set up a laptop or you need to homeschool the kids, they're putting multi-purpose rooms in RVs today. It's awesome. I mean, going with the technological advances, I was telling Larry earlier, you know, I've been on an RV maybe five times in my life. How have you seen these RVs really evolve over the years? I feel like you could basically live on an RV at this point. Some people do. It it would suffice as your house. Yeah, It's not your grandpa's RV anymore. They're, They're making them lighter with stronger materials to last longer to be towed by lighter vehicles. So not only do we have that aspect of how they're built better, you know, than they were 10, 12, 20 years ago, but with the technology, with the Wi-Fi extenders in the satellite dishes, in the cell phone extenders, in the solar panels, you know, to get you off grid to make you self-sufficient, to be towed by electric vehicles, with battery packs that help propel the electric vehicle down the road, it, it's it's awesome. We're, we're just at the forefront of all this new technology. And it all starts Saturday, <clears throat> excuse me, at the David Lawrence Convention Center and goes from the 6th through the 14th and nine acres, and you call it an RV paradise. You can get tickets at pitrvshow.com, pitrvshow.com, Randy, Giancola, the producer for many. How long have you been doing this now, Randy? I've been in the RV industry, my mom said, since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, but with the with the RV show, about five years. Well, good luck, and uh, thanks for taking time this morning. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. We appreciate you. PittsRVShow.com.
Check out Rick Dayton's Drive at 5 every weekday afternoon. Top stories of the day. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van. Rick Dayton this afternoon. And I would imagine this week people getting back to their normal schedules. But today even, Susie Cool, we talked about this. Pittsburgh Public Schools are off. Mm-hmm. Extra day. I don't remember getting an extra day after. I the, never got an extra day. After New Year's I feel, Day. That was it. Yeah. I had to go right back to school. <laughs> right back at it. So there are a number of schools that did take the extra day. So tomorrow will be the big adjustment day. But then you'll Which have, I feel does make sense, you know, starting at midweek, give everybody that extra day. It's just a three-day week, then a nice weekender. Yeah, I don't then, know. Then you go through a week. I kind of like the it. Three-day weekend. But uh, then- the, the Martin Luther King holiday weekend. It brings the question then next year, what happens? I don't know. You when know? We have a leap year. We have a leap year. So what? January 1st will be on a Wednesday? I'll tell you in a second. I have the technology. So do, January 1st, yeah. It's on a Wednesday. So then do they take off the second again next year? And then work one day? I, that just seems crazy. You might as well take the next two days exactly. off. Exactly. Are they just going to push it? I'm going to, if that is the case, let's work in school next year. That's how I'm thinking about it. <laughs> hey, by the way, and I bought a ticket myself, uh, the Powerball. I figured why not, mm-hmm. right? $843 million, and watching one of the two big college football games last night, <laughs> Alabama-Michigan. Michigan comes from behind, beats Alabama in overtime, right? And I'm thinking, if you're okay. a Michigan fan, you're ecstatic. Yes. You're going to Houston to play for the national championship, and now against Washington, they beat Texas. And then. And then. And then. A Michigan resident hit the Powerball for $842 million. Sold at a food castle grocery store in uh, Grand Blanc, Michigan, 60 miles north of Detroit. And the next drawing is tomorrow, reverting back to a measly $20 million. Oh, what? yeah, that would be such a shame. Who would want $20 million? This is Powerball. We'll start things off tonight with the number 21. So can you imagine... This person, assuming it's one person and not one of those group deals, hits the Powerball after their team wins that big football game. You talk about having a good day and things lining up. You're talking about not just a good day. That's how you're starting 2024. I'm sorry. No other New Year's Day could possibly top that. I would agree. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.